Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a passage of Scripture, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you a little story. Have you ever told your child not to do something, but then they went and did it anyway? Maybe you told them not to play with matches, but one day, when you weren't looking, they took some box matches from the kitchen cupboard, went outside in the backyard, and began lighting them off one by one. Well, eventually, they accidentally dropped one on their T-shirt, which caught fire. And before they knew it, they had severely burnt their chest. And this reminds me of the Christian life. When people choose not to obey, it can result in very harmful consequences. It is clear from Scripture that God wants each of us to turn away from sinful desires in our lives. This is because unrepented of, it will result in pain, suffering, and eternal agony. Getting involved with the sensual deeds of the flesh is to only find oneself playing with fire. Let's take a look at the book of Jude, beginning at verse 17. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. You know, a lot of the book of Jude speaks about sensualism, especially of a sexual nature. And sensualism is, in many places, is defined as pursuing physical pleasures, which can be aroused by the senses or things like your sight or smell, sound, taste, or even touch. It is to want what is worldly and materialistic. It's kind of like a bride who really isn't content with having a modest ring for her wedding. But she's got her eyes on a rock instead. You know, in the flesh, sensual people are devoted to gratifying their carnal nature. They seek to satisfy the desires and the appetites of their flesh. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when we were in our carnal state, each of us fulfilled the desires of our flesh. But now we must put the past behind us and subdue the bodily appetites for spiritual ones. Flip over to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Sensualism is to gratify the desires of the sinful nature, whereas a Christian must learn to walk in the Holy Spirit and to serve the desires of God. If we want eternal life, we must begin the process of mortifying the sinful appetites of the flesh. Romans 8.12 says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Colossians 3, 
Verse 5 says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. I have met so many people who have told me that they greatly regret all the stupid things that they did in their past. Romans 6.21 says, What fruit had you then in those things, whereof you're now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Sin is so deceitful, because at one time, people were trying to fill a hole in their heart that would never be satisfied, no matter how many worldly things that they put inside of it. Their quest to attain these things is like taking steps down a spiral staircase that only goes further down into the depths of immorality. Pride doesn't want you to believe that and will even convince yourself uh, that uh, things will be better. But it's only a lie. The worst thing is, is that you're deceiving yourself. Look at James 1, verse 21 says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be adorers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Sometimes people must hit rock bottom and become completely snagged on the seabed of sin before they finally recognize the error of their way. The path of sensual gratification will only lead to death. It begins inside of your hearts as sin starts slowly eating you up. And unless one turns away from it, eventually it will result in eternal death, being cast in a lake of fire. Sensualism can really make you feel like you're doing the right thing. While the entire time it's destroying your life, taking you further down the wide road of destruction, and ruining your chances of eternal salvation. Proverbs 14.12 says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The desires for sin must be replaced with new desires, good ones. Instead of wanting what is wrong, we must desire what is right. There are innumerable amounts of good things that we can focus on in this life. It just requires a change of your attitude, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Apostle John also warns about sensualism in this Holy Spirit-filled passage. 1 John two fifteen: Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. The Apostle Peter teaches the same type of thing. In 1 Peter 2.11, he says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshy lusts, which war against the soul. 2 Peter 1.4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Jesus taught that what 
whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. To overcome the carnal nature, we must seek the divine nature and become reborn of God's Holy Spirit. John 3, 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. You know, this is why fasting is such a great thing, because it is a practice of self-denial. It is a denial of one's physical appetite, which teaches us the process of mortification of our sinful flesh. Matthew sixteen twenty four. then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To obtain eternal life, one must deny the flesh and walk in the spirit. Those who impenitently choose to fulfill the sensual desires of the carnal nature will only get burnt. This is because they're playing with fire. So let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLKJBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We are not associated nor affiliated with any other religious groups, and you can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at tlkjbc.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to all, Lord willing. We'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.